0: Do you care about supporting small business? I do. Do you care about supporting women in business? Man, I really do. Do you care about excellent customer service? I think it's a dying art, and I really, really support it. That's why I support Paco Collars. They hit all of these bases and then some. My dogs wear gorgeous handcrafted leather collars from them, And I get to support a company that I really believe in. So if you believe in the same stuff I do, get over to PacoCollars.com, order the best dog collar you've ever had with a lifetime guarantee, and don't forget to enter the promo code COGDOG for free shipping. You guys, Worked Up Camp is happening again, and this time it's out east. September 6th through the 8th, write it down, save the date, we'll get you the details very soon. Hey guys. I've got a special guest today, uh, my friend Laura DeMeo Roy. She owns and operates DoggyU.com, which is D-O-G-G-Y-U, the letter U.com. She is a service and pet dog trainer, and she recently wrote a viral blog about leaving dogs in cars. It's called It's Almost Window Smashing Season, A Case for Bringing Your Dog in the Car. And I asked her to come on the podcast to talk about it because This is really near and dear to my heart. My dogs spend a large percentage of their lives in my car because I think that's part of me being able to provide them with the best possible life that I can. And there's a lot of hysteria on the internet about dogs in cars, and I'm kind of on a mission to shut that hysteria down. So welcome to the podcast, Laura. Can you tell us a little bit about your recent experience that led you to write the blog?
1: Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, So yeah, I was off. It was in January, actually, when this occurred. And it was my husband's birthday. We were going up to uh, or down to Philadelphia for the weekend to see the Liberty Bell and do all that touristy stuff. Um, So we were obviously going to bring our dogs because we bring our dogs everywhere. I travel probably, I don't know, three plus months out of the year out of either a car or a van. Um, So we were all going down just for the weekend. And we parked in a parking garage. It was a rainy... 50 degree was actually pretty nice for January day. And we parked in a parking garage um, specifically so the dogs didn't have to be on the road and like hear the car noise because we knew we'd be leaving them in there eventually. And we took them out. We took them for a good two-hour walk around the city. We saw some of the sights. We had a great time even though it was raining. And then we brought them back to the car and we had prepared um, some frozen Kongs because I travel with a like a portable refrigerator freezer so I can keep meat cool. So I had my Kongs. I put the dogs in their crates. Uh, separately, they each get their Kong. I leave them in there. I go out, and we go to like a museum for maybe an hour and a half or so, um, knowing that they were safe, they were pottied, everything was fine. Um, and then when I came back to the car, I started to pull the dogs out to go take them for another walk, and the the attendant, I guess the parking garage attendant, came running up to me, and he was like, "Hey." The police were here. Uh, you're, they almost smashed your windows. Your dogs are in the car. They're not allowed to be in the car. It's illegal to leave your dogs in the car in Philadelphia. Um, and I was flustered. Obviously, when you hear that the police are going to come and smash right. your windows, um, <laughs> it's terrifying. And you know, my husband was really flustered because he'd never experienced anything like that before. Because um, I'm mostly the one that travels with the dogs. So you know, we like in our flustered, like fluster, we like apologize and we went to go walk our dogs. And he's like, you can't stay here. And and we're like, oh, okay. So we threw our dogs in the car. We had dinner reservations that night. So we had to drive them back to the hotel. And we were staying a good half, out, half hour outside the city at a dog-friendly hotel. So we left. I googled the laws. And those weren't actually the laws that you aren't allowed to have dogs right. in a car in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's just that you're not allowed to have them in hot cars or in distress. So neither of the things that my dogs were, they were sleeping happily in the back, you know, in the back of the car, but we took our crates, we drag them out of the car, we put them in the hotel room, we put them back in the crates with the Kong, and then we drive a half an hour back over the bridge to get to Philadelphia so we can go for our dinner plans. So now our dogs are no longer with us. They're at the hotel where we can't take them out and walk them, and we're back in the city. So it was just this, you know, stressful, like, hey, the cops are going to break your windows kind of thing which is really confusing to me because my, my info is on the side of the car. I'm a dog trainer. I have a big sign with my info. If there was any real issue or they were really like concerned about my animals, you'd think they would try and contact me directly about it. Um, so that's basically. You would, you would think. <laughs> <laughs> if they were that distressed about my animals, which, you know, my, my dogs are in crates. They're behind guard barriers. So I have um, breeze guards on both of my windows. They're in a tinted car. So anybody, you know, my guess is that somebody saw us putting the dogs in the car, because the only way for them to see the dogs were in there would be for them to literally be peering in our windows. Um, So it's like either someone who is super snoopy, or they saw us and didn't like that we were leaving the dogs um, in the parking garage.
0: Yeah, and then you looked into the laws, and in fact, nothing you had done was illegal, which is why the police did not smash your windows. <laughs> right,
1: right. Yeah, so I, I like a, a very quick Google search um, showed me what the laws were, and it was just they can only remove a dog if it's in imminent danger or yeah. if it's hot, you know, in, in some type of heat distress or neglected. Um, none of those things my dogs were. They are very comfortable in the car. They're more comfortable in the car than at home because they come with me all the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. So really, they didn't meet any of the qualifications for smashing my windows besides to be able to then freak me out (laughs) after being there, you know?
0: Yeah, and so I guess for me, what I would just like to sing from the rooftops is that, um, first of all, Dogs in cars, I think, has kind of a negative connotation with like the general public. Um, And then we've got, you know, and I think that's about stories that get spread about how hot it is in cars and about how you're just going to bake your dog to death and they're going to (laughs) die. Yeah,
1: and isn't true. It's actually rarely true. Yeah. I mean, um, there, I'm sure there are cases where this happens or else there there wouldn't be the news sure. about it. But it's just, I don't think it's as common. And I, I think the general public isn't as privy to like the dog sport world. Um, yes. And like myself, um, I don't really have a sporting background. I learned a lot of the stuff from my sporting friends. But I really learned a lot of what I do in my van to cool the dogs from other mm-hmm. like hashtag van life people. People yes. who live in vans. Yes. Right, who don't want it to be hot for themselves. So I have a proper ventilation system. I have a max air fan that pulls air through my vehicle. You know, I have the Ryobi fans. I have everything uh, that keeps the dogs cool. But no one would necessarily know that if they don't have a lot of knowledge of how to keep a car cool, even if a dog or a human is in it.
0: It's true, and I guess my question is, you know, how do we spread this information? Because Actually, this hysteria makes leaving our, car, our dogs in cars more dangerous than the heat itself would. Um, I mean, I even have friends who close up their cars entirely when their dogs are in it because they're more afraid of a, a ridiculous person breaking their windows and stealing their dogs or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, um, than they are of heat for their dogs.
1: Yeah, I totally I and I know so many people that will not bring their dogs places because they're afraid of those things. And it's mm-hmm. so it's so unfortunate for the dog, because it limits their life. You know, when I bring my dogs, I might be gone for 12 hours a day and where someone's dog is sitting in their house by themselves doing nothing, or maybe if they're lucky doing some type of puzzle toy. For a short amount of time, my dogs are getting to experience lots of new places every single day. And if I have a half an hour, hey, I can go do a quick walk in the woods between clients. Um, So it's so difficult for me to to even think about not bringing my dogs places. Um, I think some of the solutions people have come up with with putting signs on the window are relatively helpful because it starts to spread the word, but it also then draws attention to the vehicle. That's what scares me about it, so yeah. i've got
0: I definitely have friends who have had signs made that basically explain um that the dogs are fine in the car, like it says for what you know that the temperature's monitored remotely, the dogs have fans you know basically it explains that the dogs are fine in the car and then it has the contact information mm-hmm. um My fear about that is that I just try to be incognito yeah. like I just try to make it so that nobody knows there's dogs in my car. Um, I only have one dog that will bark at people who will walk by the Mm -hmm. car. And so she doesn't get to go if the car is going to be left. Um, you know, like if this is a long day with shopping trips and stuff like that, she's, she doesn't get to go. She has to stay home because she will draw attention to the car by barking. Mm -hmm. Whereas my other dogs, you know, it's a van, the crates are down low, the windows are tinted. Um, you would have no idea that there were dogs in the car if I didn't put a magnet or something like that on the car. So, and then I've got another, I had a friend who had a situation where um, she was at like a dock diving trial or something, and her Subaru was covered with aluminet. So she had the big aluminet sheet over the Subaru. The dogs had fans on them, um, the hatch was open. Uh, (laughs) and it was just right outside the building where she was and before she knows it there are cops surrounding her car looking in there's a concerned you know a quote unquote concerned person being ridiculous in the parking lot never mind the two other dogs that were entered in you know two of the other dogs that were entered in the trial that were um, also in a van in the parking lot and it was a like dark black van with the hatch was just popped open with a vent lock Mm -hmm. no illuminate no nothing drawing attention those dogs may have been in legitimate just concern danger whatever Mm -hmm. due to the heat but nobody paid attention to that car
1: yeah and so we're
0: in just like this catch-22 it's very difficult to know what the right answer is here
1: well and what's interesting is my background is actually guide dog training and Mm -hmm. when I was a guide dog trainer we left our van open all of the time. So we would have, you know, a big like work truck and it would have the side door open and the back open and eight German Shepherds in the car, you know, yep. uh, and they're not always quiet. And the no. only issue that I've ever heard of someone having with leaving everything open, so the, the dogs had like plenty of ventilation, is no dogs were ever stolen, but one time a dog was put into the van. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh! because they knew it would be like, you know, they were going to take care of the dog. So they thought it was like a rescue operation. they just, were like, here, yeah, out of this here. we know it's in safe hands here. Oh um, my God. Please so never I, let
0: that happen to me.
1: <laughs> so, you know, for five years, I'm leaving a van open wherever I am in the country and it, mm-hmm. it was never an issue, but that was, you know, what, eight, nine years ago. Right. And even in just that short amount of time, the, yeah. the perception from the public has completely changed. Well, because social
0: media has taken such hold in our lives over that time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 10 years ago, it didn't run our lives the way that it does now. And so now we see these ridiculous memes about dogs and hot cars. We see there was, there's a viral video that I'm sure will get circulated again of a veterinarian locking yeah. himself in the car. <laughs> um, and I want to shake that man, <laughs> honestly, because He's trying to do a good thing. He's trying to help. And he's actually hurt so many dogs. And my question is always, you know, um, it's kind of no different with children. There are cases, this is terrible, of children dying in hot cars. Um, That has happened in our country, in our world. And yet there's no hysteria because if you broke a window and took a child out of a car, you'd go to jail. Right. Immediately. (laughs) Immediately. Um, And also, you know, if the cops showed up, they could ask the kid if they were okay. And they could ask the kid if they were in distress. Whereas a dog, I think the general public has no idea what a dog looks like when they're actually not okay.
1: Totally. I I totally agree. And they think that barking is a sign of distress in the dog. And yeah, it can be a sign of distress. Distress that you're too close to their car. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, yeah. If
0: they're overheating, the last thing they're doing is vocalizing. They're not wasting any energy on vocalizing if they're overheating. Their body is using everything it's got to cool itself down. They're not wasting energy on barking. Um, Yeah. That's the other thing is people, they're like, well, your dog's barking. Well, that's because you're peering in my window
1: and you're scary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I would yell at you if you, if I was in there. Um so I think this is like a call to action for dog people to flood social media with positive things about about having dogs in cars and basic, and tips for keeping them cool because I'm going to tell you I I leave my dogs in the car. I take my dogs in my car. Basically, every single day that I am home the entire year. Um, and that is the same in Washington as it was in Colorado. I used to, um, in Colorado, I taught a lot of classes and saw a lot of in person clients. Um, kind of like your situation, you're, you can be gone for 12 hours a day. I want my dogs with me so that when I do have 20 minutes, I can get them out and do something with them. Um, and then put them back in as opposed to they sat at home for 12 hours. Right. Yeah. And the Colorado summers are no joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they are, people don't, they just think of, sometimes I think people think of just snow in Colorado. The, the summers there are no joke. They're very hot. And the sun, um, you're literally closer to the sun. So your car literally gets fatter, fatter, good, hotter, <laughs> faster. Your car gets fatter. It does not. Um, yeah. <laughs> hotter, faster in that sun. And I remember I was at an agility trial once where it was like 90 plus degrees inside the building where we were competing because it was 110 degrees outside and it was 80 degrees in my car.
1: Yeah. And that's what people really don't understand. Like my van is very well insulated and I traveled Mm -hmm. in it like in Arizona in the summer for two months Mm -hmm. this summer. And it's so well insulated. And, it, you know, the new one I have is white and it's got the fans and it's totally cooler in there, especially if you get a chance to park in the shade. But we were in 90 degree Florida full sun and like neither of my dogs are panting and I'm taking a nap in the back. You know, it's 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 not it's you can do a lot to keep your car cool and I'm never going to put my dog in a situation that I think is unsafe, you know, exactly. it's in and I know that accidents happen and I totally understand that that does very occasionally happen. Um, but I, I think it's, It's incorrect to say, let's now make it so all dogs have to stay home and miss these opportunities to go on a hike or do obedience in new locations or practice skills or play in all these new locations with their human and become better citizens of the world, you know? Yeah. And I think we also need to get real um, about how hot is too hot.
0: My partner's a veterinarian. And so we've talked about this because, um, you know, I... I'm definitely, I'm kind of obsessed with, especially Iggy's comfort. (laughs) She's my queen and I don't want her to be uncomfortable for like a half a second in her entire life. (laughs) And so if Iggy's in the car and I think it's a little too hot, I immediately start to get like a little stressed. And so Leslie and I had a conversation about, you know, there's a, like I just said, my car outside that agility trial was 80 degrees now. Um, people panic about 80 degrees inside a car and we need mm-hmm. to get real about the fact that 80 degrees is uncomfortable for a lot of dogs it is never killed a dog though right okay. so if your car is and 90 degrees doesn't kill a dog either right. when when they die in the car it's because the car reached temperatures of over 100 deg- degrees it's because the temperatures in there were deadly not because the temperatures were uncomfortable. And I'm not saying it's okay to make them uncomfortable constantly, but I am going to say that leaving them home for 12 hours puts them in an uncomfortable bladder situation. Yeah. And so if I'm going to pick that over 80 degrees in my car, I'm going to pick 80 degrees in my car. Um, and I just think of it for myself, would I rather be a little too warm or like literally having to pee, like stuck on an international flight between two people who are sleeping? Um, I've been there, done that. Don't like it. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, and Also, you know, for myself, when it first started, my rescue dog, Jake could not be left home alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had, he, you know, he'd been on a chain for two years before I got him. He had yeah. no like semblance of understanding what being left in a home was like. So oh, yeah. from day one, it was he's coming with me because he broke out of crates when I first and destroyed he's things. coming I first, with me because we don't
0: have a choice. Right. And
1: he was totally fine in the car. He was as happy as a clam. At home, he was so distressed. Now, did I get him over those things? And is he comfortable now? Of course. But at the beginning, that there was no leave him home option for his safety and for his own health.
0: And Iggy has kind of recovered from separation anxiety. She had some pretty severe separation anxiety um, that intensified pretty greatly when I moved from Colorado to Washington, which is pretty common. Um, And so for when I when I got serious about really treating it, I didn't leave her home unless it was a planned training absence Mm -hmm. for a solid year. And. Yeah, I learned a lot about keeping that car cool or keeping <laughs> it or keeping it warm. You know, if it gets super cold, that's also uncomfortable. Um, and I know, you know, a lot of people who have battled separation anxiety with their dogs. And if they couldn't take their dogs in the car, they wouldn't have gotten to the other side. Right. Yep. And that's definitely the case for Iggy. Um, and so it just kind of... That people might have that taken away from them because of some hysterical window breaker breaker in a parking lot just makes me mad. <laughs> that makes me irrationally angry. <laughs> yeah.
1: and, and like people wear it like this badge of honor, like I would break my oh car God, window. No. Um and, and I think like the, the thing to remember is it comes from a place like they're not like evil people. They, no, you know, they want to help. They no, think they're, they're, they're saving Mr. a life. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. just disinformed. And I in that, like, I did a blog post on how to keep a dog cool in a car. And I think the more we can get, um, you know, blog posts, I'm going to do a YouTube video this summer on it too, like with actual not temperatures, perfect. you right. know, um, so that we can, you know, get that information out there that these people that are leaving their dogs in their car and thoughtfully leaving them in their car are not trying to injure their dogs. They're trying they're not to- the enemy, right? They're, they're trying the- to be in their dog's life. Right. And I mean, I've seen
0: a distressed Maltese on a dashboard with like a full panting tongue with the windows cracked barely. Right. I've seen this. Um, I've also seen the similar situation. Like I've also seen dogs laying in the backseat quietly and I've seen the Pomeranian attacking the window and barking and like all, none of these dogs are actually close to death. They're not as comfortable as my dogs or yours. But I think we've just, so we've got to spread the message of how to keep the dog cool effectively. Also, what an actually distressed dog looks like. Right. Like, what, when is it time? Because I had, you know, I took a good look at that Maltese and made a choice and decided that she was going to be all right. Her mom was in the grocery store. She'd be out soon. (laughs) Probably she goes everywhere the lady goes because that's why the lady got her. You know, it's, and again, her life is better for it. Yeah. Um, she's also laying on the dashboard, not trying to get away from the sun. That was kind of my big clue that like, she's warm, but she's all right.
1: Right. People um, shade. If they, yeah, So end.
0: just talking about what a dog that is in heat distress actually does look like yeah. and just kind of continuing to spread that message because we have to start to try to overcome the other message, which is that dogs and cars die and we need to break windows.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm constantly surprised how many quote unquote dog people, you know, in my friends list share memes like that. Like I'm going to break a window. Um, Oh my gosh. One of my favorite stories that came out last summer, I just remembered this was um, someone in my friends list had one of those uh, balloons. It's like a pug balloon. And it's, it's shaped like a pug, like, it's the one that like Doug the pug has yeah. as his best friend. Anyway, it's so funny. She comes to her car and a woman is proceeding to try to break into her car. And the woman is hysterical and the woman is screaming at her and saying like, your dog's going to die. And she takes the balloon out and she's like, this dog?
1: That exact same thing happened with me. I have this like Rottweiler uh, from that Melissa and Doug company. It's this huge full-size Rottweiler. What? And yeah. I, like Rufus the Rottweiler sitting in the car in the front seat and this woman is screaming at me oh over gosh. this dog in the car and I, like open the door. I'm like, it's stuff. You're like, this dog? It's a <laughs> tough dog, but like also he's fine.
0: But <laughs> also, so that to me just illustrates- how ridiculous this is. Right. That their instantaneous thought is the dog is dying when, like, they don't even take a second to take in enough
1: information. Right. That um, so this is a fake animal. If they did any investigating, they would see this is not right. even a real animal.
0: Right. Which then further leads me to wonder if these people would even read the magnet on the side of your car that says, hey, my dogs are fine and you can call me if you want. Yeah. Yeah. know who knows we i'm gonna say you know and this is what i talk about all the time is like when when somebody's behavior is a problem for you um you've got to consider whether you've got control over it or not and in this situation we don't we don't have control over people freaking out in parking lots so what do we have control over i think we have control over spreading the message yeah your blog went crazy i just told you it i mean (laughs) before we started the recording It's still circulating my newsfeed like constantly. I know. It's shocking. Yeah. And it's it's because it struck a chord, obviously. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have to just keep, I think we have to just keep putting it out there. We've got to keep making the memes, making the YouTube videos, writing the blogs.
1: And I think um, individual trainers as well. Like I know I make a big point to my pet dog clients to educate Mm -hmm. them about it because my clients will be, oh, you have a dog in the car. Do you want them to come in? You know, and oh that, that gives me a chance to educate them about how to safely leave a dog in the car, and that the dog is fine and happy, so that they understand it. And actually, as part of some of my programs, I teach them how to leave a dog in a car, because um, I want to like kind of spread that at that low level pet people, because it's more that type of issue than it is like people who are doing sports
0: who are not just people spend exorbitant amounts of money on keeping cars cool. Right. Like we all already do that. Right. That's kind of our thing. Um, especially here in Washington, like I creating indoors is not near as common, like uh, as it is in Colorado. We, you, people just don't, people just have their dogs in their cars Mm -hmm. at agility trials here, Um, and so, yeah, we've all got all the items to make it comfortable for them. It's true. It's kind of a pet dog issue, but I love that anytime somebody asks, oh my gosh, do you want to bring them in or are they okay? You just take that as an education moment. I love that.
1: And then then I've got these pet dogs that have now got these much more expanded lives because the people aren't afraid to bring them places and practice new places and just kind of bring them along. I mean, I was just doing one uh, today where the woman was at work. And now because we talked about how to bring a dog safely in the car, she's now allowed to bring the dog to work with her. And think about the change in life for that dog versus being left all home all day.
0: Enormous, because wouldn't you agree that most of the behavior problem... I don't know about most, but like a lot of the behavior problems that you see in working with pet dogs are just about that or just about the fact that the dog is alone for too much of their life yeah. and they need more stuff in yeah. their life. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. All right, Laura, I think that's an awesome place to end it. Is there anything else that you would like to add? You did mention your YouTube channel. Is that DoggyU as well?
1: Yeah, it's YouTube.com/slash DoggyU. D.O.G.G.Y.U. And I do um, training tips, and I also do um, you know traveling with your dog type videos. And it's a
0: great. It's a great YouTube channel. I. It makes me get that much closer to just moving into a van. The van life (laughs) looks lovely. It's great for dogs. It's Great. It's great for dogs. It's great for humans. I'm pretty sure. All right, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was
1: awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah.
0: Thanks for listening to CogDog Radio. If you have questions or suggestions, shoot them over to CogDogRadio at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like the CogDog Radio Facebook page. And until next time, happy training.